Welcome to Tackless Radio. we'll have the champions come to um, to the White House. We always do. So, you know, we'll have LSU come. But you know what? I'm going to tell Joe, I think Iowa should come too because they played such a good game. So, right? So winners and losers, that's sportsmanship. That's good sportsmanship. Hello, ladies, gentlemen and everyone in between to another episode of Tackless Radio. And let's go ahead and jump into Shit I Saw, where I peruse the interwebs of social media and bring back to you all the craziest shit that I have seen. And to tell you the truth, I really didn't have to search too much for this one. I didn't have to do any digging. I actually just logged into TikTok and to Instagram and saw Dr. Jill Biden talking about some crazy bullshit. And as you all probably can imagine, her commentary and LSU winning has been on everybody's mind, everybody's podcast, everybody's interviews, topic, top choice of conversation since last week when LSU took home the NCAA championship over Iowa with a astonishing lead of 102 points versus Iowa's 85. One of the reasons that this has been such a debate, a conversation, Everybody from their mama have been talking about it. The reason why LSU and Iowa and the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship has been such a topic is because there is a race relation built into this. Whether we wanted to or not, Iowa has a team full of white women, LSU being Louisiana State University, has a team full of black women and LSU has been kicking fucking ass in the tourney in the final four and got all the way to the championship now Caitlin Clark which is the star player on Iowa's team has been killing it she's been doing a fantastic job however though she's been the only one on her team doing a fantastic job she's basically the lebron james of her shit because she single-handedly is the reason why iowa made it all the way to the championship to the final four essentially she's the reason why iowa made it to the final four why iowa made it to the championship she's a phenomenal player and i will never take that away from her but there was a lot of shit talking happening before that final game as it should you know and because they were talking mad shit LSU was like okay baby you gonna have to back that up now here's where me as a black woman 
And the fact that I am getting more into basketball and watching the WNBA. I actually went to the WNBA All-Star Game in Chicago last summer, and I consistently watch WNBA games. And I've also started to watch the NCAA games, women's basketball in particular, because the commentary around why female basketball players are not getting paid as much as male basketball players is because of individuals not watching their game. There's not enough viewership, so therefore there's not enough marketing, there's not enough advertising, so there's not there's not enough money that goes to the league, so therefore because there's not enough money going to the league, they don't have enough money to pay the players. Like I get paid more than some of the players, which is fucking ridiculous if you ask me in comparison to what the men are paid for basically the same fucking job. And I'm one of the individuals that wants to be the change that I see. So even though I don't watch any sports because I'm not interested in sports, I make it I make it my duty to essentially watch female basketball players because I want to give them that viewership and I'm hoping that in the future they can be paid a reputable salary similar to the men. Hell, I just want them to get close to the men. And my argument around this is that you have people like me who don't watch any sports. I don't watch football, basketball, baseball, soccer. I don't watch sports at all. But because I'm a woman, the conversation is, well, you're the reason why the WNBA doesn't get enough viewership, hence enough sponsorship advertising money, hence they can't pay their players. Where my commentary to that is, if you a motherfucker that likes to watch sports already, Specifically, I'm talking to the men when I say this. If you're a motherfucker that already watches sports, you're already tuning into baseball, football, basketball, soccer, then you should also be tuning in to NCAA games, to the WNBA, or to the female players of said sport. My frustration comes in because it's sexist at the end of the day. You have so many men who are interested in sports that do not watch women play sports because at the end of the day, they're sexist. And of course, every man would come back to me and say, I'm not sexist, it's just boring. It's not that fun. They can't dunk, da 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 da. You're sexist. That's why you're not watching the women play the same fucking sport that you don't have a problem watching men play. I don't watch sports at all, but now I have to watch sports if I want to help the women out where you as a motherfucker are already watching sports, but you don't want to watch the women because you are internally sexist and you don't have any other reason outside of it's not as inter it's not as entertaining as the men for the reason why you don't watch it. That's how I even found out that there were issues going on on the NCAA side, because I now, even though I do not watch sports, have to watch sports if I wanna help my ladies out. Because niggas are sexist and they're already watching basketball, but they won't tune in to the WNBA. Anywho, I'm actually happy that there's been a lot of controversy, conversations, and a lot of airtime around the women 
specifically the NCAA women and the basketball teams, because I'm hoping that that is going to garner a lot of fans, more people who are interested in the NCAA, in women's basketball, because I want for this energy that's happening right now to continue. For instance, and this is just a little off to the side commentary, but Monday night was the WNBA draft. And I just want to give a shout out to LaDaza Williams and Alexis Morris from the LSU women's basketball team because they recently were drafted which was so fucking awesome so Williams was the first to go as the 17th overall pick by the Indiana Fever in the draft and Morris went a few picks later at number 22 to the Connecticut Suns so shout out to LaDasia shout out to Alexis amazing accomplishment ladies amazing getting into the WNBA you all killed it with the NCAA you all did fantastically in your championship game this is a win for you all overall for LSU for your families you all absolutely deserve it and that's what I like to see that when women are showing the fuck up and showing the fuck out that they receive their flowers their accolades and that they get their recognition in the way that they deserve it so shout out to those ladies because they absolutely deserve it so to go back (laughs) to dr jill biden who was our introductory clip for this week i just want to say to dr jill biden i know that you and your raggedy ass husband might be fairly new to the presidency, but girl, only the winners go to the White House. No losers are invited. So why you thought it was okay to say that bullshit about sportsmanship, about Iowa should be invited? I'ma tell Joe. I'ma tell Joe that Iowa should come too because that's the spirit of sportsmanship. Girl, get the fuck out of here, okay? Because like Angel Reese said, if Iowa won, nobody was going to extend an olive branch to LSU for them to also go to the White House. And the only reason I feel that Dr. Jill Biden said that dumbass shit is because, like I stated before, there's a level of race relations going on in this conversation around the NCAA championship game. I feel that Dr. Jill Biden, like a lot of individuals, saw those white girls get their ass beat and immediately put on their Captain Save-A-Hole cape and wanted to come in and help them and support them and basically try to validate them by putting down the black girls to say like, well, Iowa deserves it too. They deserve their recognition too. No, the fuck they don't. They lost. Jill Biden only said that shit because Iowa, those Iowa girls look like her. Them little white girls on Iowa's team look like her. 
And what I always try to remind white women at the end of the day, because they are so fucking ignorant to what is going on around them, is that you all have this amazing thing that y'all do where you only look out for yourselves. You only look out for other white women, not women in general. That's why I hope Susan B. Anthony is rolling in her grave because fuck her. Because since Susan B. Anthony, white women love to talk about womenhood. They love to talk about how it's all of us together. But when it really comes down to it, they only looking out for themselves. They only looking out for other white women, specifically other waspy white women. If we really want to split hairs. So Jill Biden, that was some ignorant ass shit. And to tell you the truth, I'm with Angel on fuck your apology. And apparently the team, LSU, and their coach, Kim Mulkey, are not 100% sure if they want to go to the White House. I would be totally okay if they didn't go. Also, some tea that I heard was that Jill Biden wanted to go to the LSU locker room before the game. She wanted to go and see the ladies and congratulate them and speak to them before the game started. And either LSU, Kim Mulkey, or the ladies as a collective pretty much told Dr. Jill Biden, no, we don't want you to come to the locker room, yada, yada, yada. I saw an interview with Angel Reese where she stated that the team decided that they did not want Dr. Jill Biden to come to the locker room because they felt slighted because Joe Biden didn't even put LSU in his bracket as a potential winner. So they were kind of like, well, you didn't have faith in us. You didn't think we were, you didn't even think we were going to get this far or your husband didn't think that we were going to get this far. So we need to focus on the game. Fuck all that noise, girl. We'll see you when we see you. That was what I heard from Angel in an interview that she did shortly after winning the NCAA championship. She basically was like, the Bidens didn't believe in LSU, so we kind of was cool on her coming to try and speak to us. We wasn't really feeling that. The T is that Kim Mulkey is a Trump supporter and she was the one that was like, fuck no, Dr. Jill Biden can't come in this locker room. Fuck the Bidens, fuck the Democrats. No, you're not coming over here. You're not speaking to me, to my team, da da da. Fuck you and the blue and the Democrats and all of that. So whether it was Kim Mulkey being a Trump supporter and not wanting Dr. Jill Biden to come to the locker room or whether the situation was that the ladies as a collective because Joe Biden didn't put LSU in his NCAA bracket as being winners of anything, whether it was Kim Mulkey or that, Dr. Jill Biden did not go to the locker room. Fine, whatever. And then the game happened and Dr. Jill Biden by that point was in Colorado giving a speech. And that's when she made the statement that you all heard on your way in to today's episode. And that just kind of bothered me because Angel Reese specifically 
with her doing the Tony Yayo in front of Caitlin Clark and pointing at her ring finger, basically letting Iowa know that baby, it's time to wrap it up because we finna win the ship. She got so much backlash about her not being sportsmanlike, about her being overly aggressive. I've even seen black men who are also athletes get in Angel Reese's ass about her not being sportsmanlike and her doing too much. Mind you, these are the same niggas that have CTE from knocking niggas out on the field. But the fact that she did a little Tony Ayo, which a lot of people are like crediting John Cena for that move, but because she did a Tony Ayo and did a little shit talking, everybody was up in arms. And the only reason y'all are up in arms is because that's a black girl from a majority black team. That is the only reason y'all give a fuck because she did it to a little white girl. And for some reason, the world feels like they need to protect white women because they're fucking damsels in distress all the fucking time. That is what frustrated me to bring this to my podcast and to talk about it is that this wouldn't even be a conversation if it was two white teams against one another. It wouldn't even be a conversation if it was two black teams against one another. But I think it's really interesting how so many athletes are sitting here telling Angel Reese or having commentary around Angel Reese and what she did as being too much and overly aggressive, basically using all the black woman stereotypes about how she wasn't respecting the game. And I'm sorry, but like I grew up in the era of malice in the palace where motherfuckers from Detroit will just punch you in the fucking face at a basketball game. But we looking at this young black woman do the Tony Yayo and y'all have a fucking issue with that? She didn't smack the fuck out of Caitlin Clark. Actually, Caitlin Clark has done interviews stating that Angel Reese shouldn't be receiving the backlash that she's even receiving because she, who Angel Reese did the movement to, did the little hand thing to, stated that as an athlete, you shit talk. You talk smack. You go back and forth. It's a part of the game. She's not affected by it. It didn't bother her. She understands the game. Actually, if y'all watch the game, Caitlin Clark did it first. And then once Iowa started to lose, Angel Reese did it back. And now all of a sudden, Angel Reese is the problem. She's the one that's not being sportsmanlike. She's the one that's being overly aggressive. She's the one that is doing too much and Caitlin Clark should have smacked the fuck out of her. Literally saw Shannon Sharp talking about, well, we all been in the game before. We all seen the game before. And she was following Caitlin around. She And I've seen people get punched for way less. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, the only reason you all give a fuck this much is because Angel Reese is black and Caitlin Clark is white and everybody wants to come try and quote unquote save Caitlin Clark because she's a white girl. And Caitlin has stated that she don't need no fucking saving. My frustration is that this entire situation was supposed to put LSU in the limelight. It was supposed to uplift them. This is their first 
NCAA championship. They have accomplished something amazing. They have two players from their team now drafted into the WNBA. But because this is a team full of black women, y'all tried everything that you could to bring them down and to not speak about their accolades and to not speak about their accomplishments and to not speak about how amazing they did on the court. Instead, y'all want to talk about all the bullshit that don't matter. And I love the fact that Andrew Reese doubled down and was like, I don't accept Jill Biden's apology. Fuck that. I don't want to go to the White House. Fuck that. And also on top of that, fuck the fact that y'all feel like everybody should be this stand up individual that's just like, yes, yes, let's do this. Let's do that. If she felt it, if she felt a certain type of way, she standing 10 toes down on it. And to tell you the fucking truth, I love that for her. I love her more. I'm trying to figure out how to buy a jersey because I love nothing more than an unapologetic young black woman who knows her worth and on top of her knowing her worth, she can show you with proof that she's the shit and can back it up. I love that for her. I love those type of black women that you can't say shit to and they stand 10 toes down on what the fuck they said so dr jill biden fuck your commentary fuck you fuck your statement fuck your suggestion of having iowa come to the white house too and jill biden knows that what she said was some stupid shit because she apologized for it so it'd be different if she said this dumbass shit and she was like, what, what? I didn't know, what did I say that was wrong? Oh my God, I didn't say anything was wrong. Oh my God, I just, sportsmanship. I just want the ladies to come together. It'd be different if Jill Biden, it'd be different if Dr. Jill Biden stood 10 toes down on what the fuck she said. She didn't, cause she came back and apologized and was like, no, we're gonna have LSU come. You're right, we should have LSU come. But what I love even more is that Andrew Reese actually did stand 10 toes down. And she was like, fuck you and your invitation, girl. I'd rather go to Obama's house, even though Obama did not offer. <laughs> I thought that shit was crazy. I was, she was like, we're going to go to the Obama's house. I was like, did they invite you? Anywho, I know what she was trying to say when she said it. I know what I know what she meant when she said it. But that, y'all, is massage noir on full display and for those who do not know what the term massage noir is misogyny is the root word of massage noir which misogyny is the hatred of women and then you have noir which is black melanated so you put the two together it is a specific hatred for black women which we see more, in my opinion, than the hatred for women overall. Like femicide is crazy and it is definitely an issue and a problem. But like Malcolm X said, there's no one else in this country more disrespected, more unprotected than the black woman. 
in my opinion, and it's probably a biased opinion because I am a black woman, but I have seen massage noir on display more than I've seen misogyny on display. And that's because the first woman that it was okay to hate in this country was a black woman. Which is why I had to say something about the treatment that LSU was receiving as a team. Not just Angel Reese getting all the heat, but as a team. Because that team is more so black women, where Iowa is more so white women. And before they even got to the championship, y'all was calling them aggressive and talking about they was ghetto and jigaboos and calling them everything outside of their name but a child of God. And that's massage noir on display. As a black woman, I know it very well. Every black woman knows it very well. Where you're not even hated specifically because you're a woman, you're hated because you're a black woman. That's a different kind of hate for a lot of people. That's the type of hate that white women would never fucking understand. Because you bitches got the right to vote in what, 1920? Black women couldn't vote until 1965. Like I love to say, y'all bitches left us in the dust. Because y'all only think about yourselves. You only look out for yourselves. History does not lie. And historically, you white women only look out for yourselves only look out for your fucking selves so in this instance dr jill biden being like iowa should come too it's her looking out for herself and looking out for women who look like her because that's all white women know how to do white women don't look out for womenhood white women have never looked out for womenhood they only look out for their fucking selves and they look to other women of color to help boost their numbers so they can get their gender passed this was just a microcosm of massage noir on display and I need y'all to see it and to understand what the fuck it is shout out to LSU shout out to the amazing team that got their first NCAA championship you all did amazingly you all deserve it fuck all the rah-rah fuck all that extra noise and keep being absolutely fucking fantastic. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Song of the Week, where I love to present to you all a song that I fell in love with, that I came across, that I found, that I unearthed, or that I went back into the crates, went back into the vault and found and want to present to you all. So I'm not going to lie. I was pre-gaming and getting ready for drag brunch with my besties, Lorena and Vanessa, as we were getting ready for our other besties bachelorette party. Shout out to Chelsea. I love you, girl. Happy bachelorette weekend. Happy marriage. I'm so excited for you and Tim. So as I was doing, you know, my bachelorette things, we were pre-gaming. We were getting ready. We was getting cute for drag brunch. And my girlfriend, Vanessa, had her shuffle on. And this song came up. 
And I was like, first of all, love the lyrics. Second of all, love the lyrics. Third of all, I could ride this beat. This is a real smooth. It's one of those beats where like you could sip a cognac too. Like it's real soft, smooth, mellow, you know, lubricate your knees type of melody. So I fell in love with the lyrics and that's kind of all I needed for the song. You know, the beat was good. The lyrics were on point. And for me, that's kind of all I need. So here is Lizzo by Moonwalker. She a little bit of stomach, but that's okay. Uh, she gon' let a real nigga eat. I appreciate a woman with a whole lot of cake. Uh, baby, that's a whole lot of shape. If I die, then I die, baby, right in my face. Uh, I'ma run my home around your waist and no don't real tight while you do it. Twerk like Lizzo when you ride to the music. She got a little bit of stomach, but that's okay. Uh, she gon' let a real nigga eat. I appreciate a woman with a whole lot of cake. Uh, baby, that's a whole lot of shape. If I die, then I die, baby, right in my face. Uh, I'ma run my home around your waist and no don't real tight while you do it. Twerk like Lizzo when you ride to the music. Hm. I'ma spread your whole booty while I eat it from the back. Hmm. Need a whole meal, not snacks I'm a nasty ass nigga out of bed, that's facts hmm. I'ma lick your whole damn crack While a nigga eat the pussy girl slob on a nigga hmm. Climb on top of a nigga Now I got you bent over like hype hmm. Now you wanna ride a nigga like a bike You know what I like hmm. And you ain't gotta do too much And that ass gon' move And I don't give a fuck about a roll or a stretch mark I knew that they were dead before I came in this room And I don't give a fuck about a little bit of stomach Girl, be tall at a football Like you're skinny, I'ma let your ass down With your legs on my shoulder Eat the pussy, let your loop up Never too much, can't be sick of like Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tackless Take of the Week, where I like to leave you with a little knowledge nugget, something to reflect on, something to get you through the week. I just want to let you all know that ever since the spring equinox kicked off, and the weather has gotten a lot better. I don't know. It's just like the moment the sun comes out and I can get some natural vitamin D instead of having to take a supplement, I immediately feel better. Immediately feel better. So I want to let you all know, because you all have been following me on my journey through seasonal depression at this point, that I am starting to actually feel a lot better. I feel connected to earth. I feel a lot more grounded. I feel that I have more energy now that a bitch got health insurance again to do all of the million and one tasks that are asked of me. And I want to thank my friends and my family who let me vent, who helped me, who stood in spaces with me as I healed and I grew to get to where I am currently. So thank you so much, y'all. I really appreciate it. You know, it takes a village. And if you don't have a village, you got to get you one. And the village does not have to be people that you are related to, people who you share blood with. Your village needs to be people who you love, people who love you, people who support you, who understand you, who do not judge you, and they can stand in spaces with you as you fucking buck against the system until you feel better to do what you got to do. Find those people. They are so important to your health, 
to your growth, to your mental stability. I don't know where I would be without the little village that I put together, but I am so grateful for every single one of them. So thank you. Thank you, y'all. I'm feeling better. I got health insurance. I am coming to terms with my breakup and it's coming along what my days look like, what my weeks look like, what my months look like, what work looks like in this new space in my life that I am in currently. So if you do not have you a village, girl, find you one, get you one. It is going to save your life one day. My tactless take this week is just letting you all know that community and having a village and having a support system and having a network is so important. I have childhood wounds around not being supported, around not getting help. I basically was a third parent. I wasn't able to fuck up. I wasn't able to mess up. I wasn't able to learn hard lessons on my own without having siblings watching me as like a role model. So I always had to be this perfect person or just present perfectly. So a lot of my childhood wounds and trauma really stems around not being able to ask for help because there wasn't help available for me being the oldest of four and having two working parents. So as an adult, I have to learn how to ask for help because I never had help given to me. I just had to figure things out. I just had to be self-reliant on myself. I had to be an 11 year old self-soothing my own emotions because nobody was going to give a fuck about the fact that I felt depressed or sad because I had to step into spaces to support other people. And I didn't have a lot of support for me. So being older and being in my thirties and going through some shit and knowing that I need help, but not knowing how to ask for help because I never was set up for success. And that way has been such a fucking lesson for me to learn, but I'm happy that I am learning it or that I'm at least getting better at it. Just telling people that I need help, just being vulnerable, just opening up and being like, hey, can you help me? Do you have any resources or any contacts at this place? Just being like, I don't have it all together. Just showing up not perfect for a change. Because like as a young individual who had a 4.0 GPA, who was in National Honor Society, who was third chair in band, who got all the scholarships, like I could not fail. Like failure was not an option for me when I was growing up. But when I became an adult and I started to fail because inevitably you won't be perfect at everything and I started to fail, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to bounce back because failure was so foreign to me at such an old age at that point that it rocked my entire reality, unfortunately. And I had to learn on my own how to get a lot of that stuff back. 
So now being in my thirties, I'm okay with not showing up perfectly. I'm okay with showing up with some shit missing, with some dollars short, not all the way primmed and proper, but knowing that my network, my tribe, my village, my circle still love me and accept me for who I am. Because sometimes when I show up not perfect, that is the best that I could do that day. Like I am showing up, but I can't show up fully because life is kicking my ass. And I have found individuals who understand that, who can support me through that, who can just be like, it's okay that you are not 100% perfect at this point. I'm just happy that you are here. So get y'all a network, a village, a tribe, a group of friends, a, a play family that can give you that type of support because I'm telling you, there is nothing in the world like it when you finally find people who can stand in those spaces with you so that you do not feel alone.